This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. Equity Mates! I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast that follows our journey of investing. Whether you're an absolute beginner or approaching Warren Buffett status, our aim is to help break down your barriers from beginning to dividend. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How's it going? I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited for this episode. Uh, we are continuing our CEO series, not quite with a CEO, but uh, with the head of a company in Australia, uh, and you know, where. We're trying to build a bit of a business here, and I think we're going to learn a lot uh, from this episode. Absolutely. It is our pleasure to welcome Angus Muffet to the virtual studio today. Angus, welcome. Thanks so much for having me, albeit virtually, gents. I'm very, uh, very happy to join the show today. Yes, we are recording mid-lockdown here in Sydney, 1st of July. So, um, <laughs> Ren's under a blanket, I'm in a dark room, and Angus is... Uh, up north, so we're we're going to make it work. But um, Angus is the country manager of Shopback, a Singapore-based e-commerce company with more than twenty-five million members, specialising in cashback loyalty programs. When shopping via Shopback, shoppers receive a percentage of their purchase price back, paid for through affiliate programs by the merchant. Prior to starting at Shopback in two thousand and eighteen, Angus was the national sales director for Groupon. So plenty of experience in e-commerce and online tech and we're going to be digging into all of that today as it's a massive space for uh, investors in today's uh, environment. So as always, we'll start at the start with our company basics. Uh, You want to kick it off, Ren? Yeah, sure. So Angus, when we uh, do these interviews, we love to hear the company leader describe their company in their own words. So to kick us off today, uh, what is Shopback? So Shopback um, exists to help people save time and money when we shop when they shop online. Um, so we're Australia's largest pre-shopping destination, and essentially we serve two groups of people: one on one side of our marketplace are customers, and the other side are the brands that we work with. Um, and so, from a customer standpoint, um, we want to be present at every stage of their shopping journey. So whether or not they're searching for the best products or price through our product comparison tool. Um, we help them save money through coupons and deals. Uh, of course, the backbone of our business is cash back and we re- reward them for their shopping with real money. Um, and we also uh, offer a wide range of, of gift cards that customers can buy from us uh, using a Visa or MasterCard or the cash back uh, they've amassed if they choose. But from a brand's perspective, it's quite simple. They work with us. Um, we drive a, an unrivaled return on ad spend. And of course, we've amassed a significant customer base um, in Australia here as well. So brands, they really think of us like a, like a digital shopping center. And um, except we don't charge rent, we charge them on a cost per sale basis. And it's our job to fill that shopping center with customers to showcase the brand's offers and all of the marketing messages as well. So, Angus, a key challenge for Shopback and competitors is to actually educate Australian consumers about cashback. It's nowhere near as entrenched as it is over in the US um, and, you know, sometimes is perceived uh, perhaps in the wrong light. So, what should we know about cashback? You're right. Cashback is actually in its infancy in Australia relative to other markets. So, you look at the US and the UK 
the industry started about 20 years ago and um, they've got really big programs over there with companies like um, Ebates, which was bought out by Rakuten. And in Australia, although awareness is actually growing quite quickly, there's still a lot of work to do here to educate Aussies on how to be smarter shoppers. So our best guess is we reckon there's about 10% of Australians subscribe to a cashback platform of sorts. Um, and the, what, the, your question around, you know, what should you know about cashback? I think the best way to think about it is cashback's like a, it's like a universal loyalty program that all of the world's biggest brands subscribe to. So if you want to shop from a brand like, you know, Amazon or eBay, uh, even into travel with Booking.com and Expedia, um, if you want to buy alcohol, BWS, First Choice Liquor, uh, all those guys are on there as well as Dan Murphy's. And in fact, even with groceries, we've just uh, launched Coles Online as well. So you can earn cash back across all of these categories, across all of these massive brands. Um, and the best thing is about cash back, it's actually, um, it, it's real cash that, that you earn that goes into your bank account. So unlike, you know, credit card reward schemes or or other points-based systems where you need to kind of do the conversions, conversions in your mind to know what you're earning, it's quite tangible. You know, customers can kind of feel the impact of the cashback growing in their accounts. And I wanted to, maybe I'll give you an example. So let's say the Iconic's running uh, 20% cashback through Shopback. How that works practically is the customer goes to Shopback, they click through uh, to the Iconic, and let's say they spend 100 bucks. they're actually going to get $20 um, for that purchase back into their shop back account. But then the great thing is as well, they get to, to avail themselves of any of the sales that the current the brand is currently offering as well. So Angus, the value proposition is pretty clear for consumers. You know, you spend $100 and you get a percentage of that back. Um, but I guess from a retailer's perspective, it's, a, it's an interesting value proposition. I mean, Bryce and I keep talking about selling merch here at Equity Mates. Uh, why, why would Equity Mates uh, merch store participate in a cashback program? Yeah, I mean, we'd love to sell Equity Mates or help you help you get um, get some sales through Shopback for your merch. I'm sure it's awesome, um, but I think it differs from brand to brand. Like, so if you if you put Equity Mates onto Shopback, you know, your objective might be to drive new customers and and drive brand awareness for your brand. You'd actually be very surprised. Even we talk to the you know the world's largest marketplaces, you know, the, the dominant players in Australia, and they still use Shopback as a new customer acquisition channel, even though they're you know household names. Um, but they've also, you know, brands also have different strategies around re-engaging lapsed customers. You know, since COVID, the uh, the online um, shopping industry Australia, in Australia has boomed. In fact, almost 15% of all retail transactions now um, uh, are done digitally. So there's even there's more and more choice um, for, for customers when it comes to where to shop. And of course, from a brand's point of view, they want to capture the mind share of these customers um, whether they're new to the brand or perhaps they haven't shopped for a long time as well. Um, but the other view that, that brands have on, on businesses like Shopback is we drive a, a higher average order value. And the reason for that is customers are being incentivized to spend. And so when they're being rewarded through cashback, they actually, they spend up, they, they have a, a higher va- order value. Um, but it can also be something very much more strategic. Like let's say, you know, a brand like eBay wants to push a marketing message like that, um, like they did at the start of COVID, which was that they were helping Australian sellers uh, to drive sales through eBay. So we can push very strategic marketing messages like that as well. But I think when it comes down to it, like the the underpinning value that 
the affiliate channel specifically around cashback drives being a cost per sale model as opposed to a cost per impression or a cost per click. You know, like uh, you know, global giants like Facebook and, and 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 Google offer is that brands only pay for a sale once, uh, only only pay shop back once a sale's been made. And so, in the context of a brand's marketing mix, it's actually quite important. It's a performance channel. And when they're looking to diversify away from, you know, the Googles and Facebooks that take up to 80 cents in every marketing dollar in Australia, the affiliate marketing channel, specifically cashback, is actually a very scalable and efficient uh, channel for them. In fact, some research we've done tells us that we're up to 10x more efficient than other channels um, when it comes to uh, return on ad spend, which is actually quite important now when brands are trying to make every marketing dollar go further uh, reach new audiences and re-engage old, um, that, that's, that's exactly the value proposition we can bring from. Well, when we start turning into a full-scale apparel business with our merch, we'll uh, certainly be reaching out to see if we can put... Yeah, uh, let's, put let's on chat. Shopback. But we were, we, were chatting about, <laughs> we were chatting about Shopback in the office. One of our uh, team members uses it, um, but they spoke about the time that it takes to get the money back. Are there any opportunities to speed this up? Yeah. Well, I mean, first and foremost, thanks so much for being, uh, you know, a Shopback customer, whoever that is in your office. Really love to hear, love to hear from customers and and their experience with us. Um, but in terms of speeding up the the cashback, like, let me I'll, I'll kind of play it out for you. When when a user clicks through from Shopback to a brand um, and makes a transaction, the brand notifies us that the transaction's been made and. Um, as little as an hour, we can tell the customer that they've earned the cashback. So that's great. It lets the customer know that you know the cashback's been tracked and it's sitting in your, in your account. And then the next point of the happy moment, I guess, for customers is when the cashback turns redeemable. And generally speaking, that happens only after a brand's return policy has expired, or perhaps like in the case of travel, you know, you book a holiday. You'll only earn the cash back once you've stayed in the hotel. So that's very important for from a brand's lens as well that they only pay for customers that haven't returned the item or in the travel's case, they, they have traveled. So, yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd love to speed that up and we, we are looking at initiatives uh, to, to do just that as well. Um, but it's also being fair to, to our brand partners to make sure that customers are um, actually making use of the products and services that they're, they're earning the cash back on. So, Angus, let's turn to the growth and scaling side of things now. Um, Shopback launched back in 2018 and you had to take on a meaningful uh, incumbent. We're not going to mention the name there, but what was the process like building a team, taking on a company with a, a more established presence and, and what did you have to do to be different and I guess to be better? So, you're right. When we I'm remembering back to 2018 now when we we hired an Airbnb in Piermont and you know found a couple of um, couple of people to join early joiners uh, employee number one and two and the landscape was very different. There was a, an incumbent here that you know they've been around for a couple of years and done a done a great job, um, but for us our focus was you know over the next 18 24 months how do we become the market leader in Australia? Which pleased to say um, thankfully we've we've achieved that. And I guess the the challenge for us was we're starting with zero. So we're starting on both sides of our marketplace, customers and merchants. We've got zero customers and we've got zero merchants. So we had to really focus on um, not just establishing the business, but actually building both sides of this supply-demand equation as well. 
So I guess the the things that really helped us get there were from a, a people product and a, and a marketing perspective. The the people the people challenge was, and I'll talk to this first because I think that's actually the most interesting and um, certainly the the most challenging of, of the three because it's um, it's you know finding finding the right people is is so critical, especially in a business with um, you know the, the size that we were, and you know we're. I like to find people that like to play an infinite game. And what I mean by that is, you know, they need to be able to run towards a sprint, even towards a finish line that actually doesn't exist. You know, they need to have the mindset that, um, that they can like they're builders. They want it. They have high expectations of themselves and each other and that they display, you know, or, or have high degrees of ownership as well. So finding people, who fit that mold wasn't easy. And I think we've done a pretty good job at, 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 at attracting talent, even though we didn't have a brand at that point in time, or even a working product, um, we're able to find the right talent. And as we've grown, we've just continued to have that mindset of, um, the people focus in our business, the people who drive the success in our business of being the most important pillar, um, from a, a product standpoint, very interesting. So, um, you know, our incumbents in Australia are actually um, didn't work in the mobile space. Uh, they didn't have an app. So we thought that that was going to be quite a, a, a strong secret weapon for us. Being born in Southeast Asia, like I, I don't know if you guys are aware, but the customer shopping behavior over there, it's almost like in countries like the Philippines and Thailand, they skipped desktop altogether and they went straight to the small screen. <laughs> so it's like it's, it's mental. Like even, even in, you know, it's, tr- it's true even to today, if you go to, to the Philippines, only probably one to 2% of our transactions go through desktop. So to that regard, we had to, we had to build an app that was, you know, super powerful, had um, great tools and functions for customers, um, but also for merchants as well. Um, and for us, I think when we launched in Australia, we were able to reach customers when they actually wanted to shop. Uh, that might be on the bus or train on the way to work. You know, it might be in bed, you know, it might be at the dinner table, hopefully after a meal, of course. But, um, you know, we're able to reach people where, where they were, um, which um, today about 70% of all of our transactions go through um, either the iOS or Android app, which is, um, which, which is really cool. And then from a marketing standpoint, like getting people to know our brand in Australia was a challenge. Getting people to know or understand what cashback is was a, a second challenge as well. So, we lent really heavily into traditional media. So that would be um, anything above the line, whether it's TV or radio. Um, we tested the waters and found some great success uh, in the influencer space too. And back then, there wasn't many brands in the influencer space. In fact, I think we had a pretty decent share of voice and we worked with you know top talent, whether it's from a, a Married at First Sight show or, you know, someone who's um, provided a lot of influence through their audience in the mum space um, and got creative around finding new channels to work in. And one of those was um, public activations. So in Martin Place in Sydney, which is, um, you know, one, was one of the busiest thoroughfares that we could find, we popped up a, a life-size cash globe, which um, was, think about it as like an enormous snow globe. And we filled that snow globe full of, um, you know, cash and prizes, something to the tune of 40 grand. 
and we had people come through and, you know, they had to try and collect as much, um, you know, cash and prizes as they could. And when they came out, we really did a good job of explaining what cashback actually meant and it kind of tied in with all the messages. So, yeah, it was, um, it was a really interesting challenge, I think, not just to build the brand but also to build the category awareness of cashback. And we're still not there. There's a, there's a long way to go when it comes to the category awareness, we believe. So despite not having uh, massive category awareness, uh, you have returned a lot of money to shoppers. I think it was $11 million in the first 18 months. What, what's that number today? Yeah, so happy to say um, customers in Australia through Shopback have earned over $60 million. So when you're actually, when you're talking about giving back you know, Australian users for their shopping or rewarding them um, for their shopping to the tune of $60 million, it actually becomes quite a powerful tool for, for everyday saving. So, you know, whether or not you're saving for, um, you know, presents for your friends or you want to go and, and have an extra night away on holidays, this kind of, this way of shopping, the smarter way of shopping, I believe is super powerful. And that, that's, that's exactly why we're here. We're, we're here to help people save money and it's our job to just, you know, educate Australians um, on on the category. And um, from a from a brand perspective as well, I think we're doing a pretty good job. We've got over fifteen hundred of Australia's biggest brands on. Of course, there's a few more that we'd love to speak to as well. But um, uh, in time, we think we'll we'll certainly get to that ubiquitous kind of reward scheme uh, status. So um, to close out the sort of growth and scaling part, no doubt that uh, the journey is still um, still continuing. There's a lot of competitors now vying for customer buy- buying habits. You've got buy now, pay later, expanding their offerings. You've got credit cards, um, you know, jacking up their rewards programs. Um, so h- how does Shopback, I guess, continue to win customer attention and also the share of wallet? That's a that's an, a really really awesome challenge for us, and we we welcome you know this newfound competition um, that's that you know it's really heating up I'd say in our space. But going back to the first principles of you know why users uh, you know interact with with all of these brands is it's utility, and we really need to work hard to develop you know new use cases for customers, but also the brands that we work with as well. So. You know, going back to the journey in which we've been, it's it's we started as a one-dimensional cashback platform, which um, you know the industry I think is still in that space. But we've come a long way to evolve uh, new use cases for 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 the people that we serve, the customers and the merchants. And as I said at the start, we aim to be there across the full customer shopping experience. So whether or not that starts right at the top of the funnel when users are searching and discovering. Um, through price comparison, whether it's through rewards, uh, whether it's through uh, in-app games. Um, we really want to continue to develop um, products that, that serve our, our um, customers and merchants extremely well. I'll give you a fun fact. I don't know if you've downloaded the, the Shopback app yet. Um, if you have, um, awesome. I'd love to get, get, get your feedback. But um, we've got, a, a, aside from all the, the kind of the, the cashback and loyalty mechanisms, we've also built an in-app game, which is called Cashback Troopers, where customers can play. It's kind of like uh, you play it and you earn um, prizes and cashback. And in 2020, through COVID, we saw 14 years of cumulative game time. So it's actually, for us, it's quite a powerful uh, customer retention tool, but it's also just being more useful in different ways than just helping them make transactions. So Angus, uh, when we get a company leader on, we love to talk about people and culture. As you know, as retail investors, we often hear that uh, you know 
hearing from management how they think about building teams and and growing a, a culture at, at their organizations is critically important but um retail investors can't really call up a manager and and have a chat to them so we we at equity mates try and be that proxy um so if we turn to people and culture and we start at the top um do you have a leadership philosophy uh when you're leading your team here in australia I, look, I think the, the leadership part of my role is the most challenging and rewarding and I really enjoy that kind of challenge as growing as a, as a leader. But I, I probably wouldn't be able to say that I'd subscribe to kind of one set philosophy when it comes to that. Um, I kind of, I'm not sure if you guys have done disc profiling before, but when I went through it, I've, you know, I've discovered that I'm a, a high I, which is I've got high inspirational drivers and a high D, which is, um, you know, directional or dominance. And I think that that gives me the ability to, to lead via inspiration, um, challenge the team intellectually, but also importantly, provide them what the path ahead looks like. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think for, for me, leadership's like a, it's, it's a hard one to pin down, but it's something that you should f- forever work on. And I actually meet with, you know, leaders in, in the space, whether it's directly in the loyalty space or the marketplace space or others, and speak to them about what you know, what their challenges are, what my challenges are, and really learn from them. And, and I think over time, you can kind of develop, you should develop your leadership skills. Um, there's a really cool book I'm reading at the moment called Trillion Dollar Coach, which um, follows the life of a guy called Bill Campbell. And Bill, he built teams and worked uh, at businesses like Apple, uh, Intuit, Google. And um, after his, his time as an executive, he went on to be an executive uh, mentor and so he was working with guys like, you know, Steve Jobs and, and Larry Page and Eric Schmidt. And he's got some fantastic practical theories um, on, on that kind of um, that, that leadership space. And I think the, the, the ones that really resonate with me is um, a couple of points. One is he, he was always the evangelist for courage, whether it was in businesses he, he was leading or, mentor, or people he was mentoring. So he, he kind of like, he really believed that people can do more than what they believe to and he really pushed them to be courageous. And the second one that resonates is uh, leaders lead. And what I mean by that is when, when the chips are down, when things are going bad, um, your people expect you as a leader to step up and be even more loyal towards them and, and the, the vision that you've laid out be more courageous and, of course, be more decisive and call it how it is and, and really guide them through that crisis. So, yeah, Bill, Schmitt, uh, Bill uh, Campbell, Trillion Dollar Coach, can't, can't recommend it more as something if you want to get into leadership or even if you're an exec, you know, extremely um, you know, well-versed leader, I think, it, I think there's something in that for everyone. And so turning to culture, Shopback was obviously founded in Singapore but is now in nine countries. So how do you build and maintain a consistent culture um, in growing a global company? That's, that's so challenging and something that's so rewarding when you, when you get it right. And I think cross-functional, uh, you know, cross-functional and cross-border teams, they're, they're very interesting because you think about the cross-border aspect of it. You know, there's different cultural um, norms, there's different behavioral norms, even religion uh, can come into it as well. So like maintaining a culture is is challenging, but I think it goes back to being unwavering in, you know, the, the way that you hire and the people that you seek out. And the people that we, we seek, whether no matter what country they're in at Shopback, we really 
we hire for culture and make sure that they align with with the values that we have. And, you know, like any business, we've got values on the wall, but I really think that we stand behind them and, and, and really live and breathe them um, each and every day. A couple, I'll give you an example. A couple of ones own the change you seek. And that really provides or, or, um, or in, ensures that people are um, displaying high degrees of ownership and encourages and advocates for people to display high degrees of ownership. And the other one, which I think is really cool because it's, it's kind of like an outward facing is never ending customer obsession. So everything we do focuses around our customer, whether that's someone who's shopping through us or a brand that we work with and decisions that we make must serve them well, serve both of them well. But um, as you know, we're working from home at the moment and um, it's uh, the, the COVID kind of norms are setting in. And I think we're really well placed to deal with that because over 50% of my team uh, work in in uh, outside of Australia, so we're used to these video calls. Like it's um, it's uh, it's not something that we've had to adjust our business to. I think re- working with remote teams is is really within our DNA. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a big challenge and certainly one that we invest a lot of time and energies into get making sure that we keep that culture alive and consistent. Importantly, too. Now, Angus, uh, we always like to uh, take the last section of this interview to talk about, I guess, future plans for for the company. So, if we start short term and then get long term, if you think about the next twelve months for Shopback, uh, what what's in store, and if you can tell us what's in the product pipeline? <laughs> sure, sure. So, I think um, the headline statement would be that we're going to continue to build products and, and services that brands and customers love. Over half, you know, in, within Shopback, there's over 500 people, of which half of those people are focused on, uh, you know, engineering uh, product development. And so we've got we've got a pretty meaty pipeline when it comes to to what's in store. Um, the one thing I love about working at Shopback and, and the people um, you know the, who we work alongside is that innovation is really at the heart of what we do. And in the last three months, four months, sorry, we've rolled out three new products, two of which are customer facing. So our product comparison tool, um, which ingests over 50 million SKUs from, you know, 120 retailers, um, quite powerful. We built that in-house and of course, enabling payments now app with the gift cards feature as well. Um, and we're about to launch, I wish I could tell you, we're about to launch uh, a, a whole new vertical um, uh, from a, a product standpoint as well as a people standpoint, but that that would be a TBC, unfortunately, Alec. <laughs> <laughs> Angus, what's the biggest risk for the business right now? Biggest risk, okay, I, I'd I'd probably say disruption, and you you kind of identified that earlier when we were talking through um, the landscape changing, and you know, like if you if you think about disruption, like I think a really good example of that is the payment space in Australia, you know. Go back 10 years, if you wanted to buy something or pay for something, you used a credit card or you went into a bank. Um, but now, and the bank certainly held the, held the cards in the payment space, but now there's so many different ways. You know, there's buy now, pay later, neobanks are popping up. There's even bill splitting apps as well. So, yeah, I, I think that disruption is, is certainly always the thing that keeps me up at night and keeps, us, keeps challenging us to do better. Um, and it can happen at any time. You know, it could be new players coming in with fresh, fresh perspectives. Uh, it could be, you know, someone coming in delivering a better customer experience. Um, so it's really that, that really comes down to us owning that and um, showing up consistently 
to reinvent ourselves and and you know do better um, for the people which which we serve. And then Angus, final question: If you think about shop back in uh, ten years from now, what does success look like? That's a ten-year t- crystal ball. That's a um, <laughs> that, that's a <laughs> man in a, for a company that's three years old. It's um, it's uh, it's a long way to look into the future, but. You know, I'd probably, I'd probably answer that by saying, you know, if you go back to why we were born, uh, which is to help brands market efficiently and effectively and, and to help customers save them time and money. Um, I think, you know, the best thing, the, I think the vision for us is we'd hope to continue to find ways to do that, but at a greater scale. So, in the, in the nine markets that we operate, we're number one in our category in eight with the ninth to come this year, which is, um, uh, which is in Southeast Asia. But we're not going to stop there. I think, you know, there's over 12 million shoppers in Australia and it's certainly our mission to, you know, positively impact each one of those over time as well. So, a long, a long way to go. Uh, to 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 strive for our goals, but as I said at the start, you know, it's this is a, a sprint with no defined finish line. So I think we're pretty well placed to to participate there. Well, looking forward to that IPO at some stage, I guess. Hey, Angus. So am I. Yes. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I mean, that's just part of a, a company's natural journey. I think the the IPO process. It's the yes. fun is you know leading up to that, and we're we're having a lot of fun right now. Absolutely. Well. Um, Thank you uh, very much for your time, Angus. Um, appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I've got to mention that this episode was proudly supported by Shopback and they are offering all the Equity Mates community a uh, $10 sign-up bonus if you head to Cashback. So you can use the code equity at uh, shopback.com.au when you sign up. Um, use the code equity and they'll uh, throw you $10 to get started. But uh, as you can hear from uh, Angus discussing what Shopback does, it's certainly uh, worth checking out if you you do enjoy uh, shopping online. So Angus, very much appreciate your time. Certainly a, a fascinating growth story where we're not quite at the scale of, uh, of the size of Shopback, but on our own journey of building a company. So it's always great to listen to leaders and entrepreneurs and how they think about their business. So um, very much appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show and um, yeah, enjoy the journey. That's that, I, as I said, that's the fun part of, of scaling businesses. Thank you. Equitymates Investing Podcast is a product of Equitymates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Equity Mates Investing Podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Equitymates Investing Podcast acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.